Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. To impeach or not to impeach? That is the question dominating our country right now. But while the debate rages on over what to do with President Donald Trump, our United States of America is more divided than ever. And the culprits doing the dividing are on both sides. Yes, both sides of the aisle. And let us not forget those in the media. Yep, the holier-than-thou media, who only reports according to what their own agenda is. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right, folks. You know, I've been doing this podcast now for... Two and a half, going on three years. It's a while. And I've covered a bunch of topics, sports, pop culture, uh, media, politics, controversies. But I'm going to say this, and I'm not saying it in any brag, and I'm not full of myself, and you people know that, who've been listeners. And I thank you for listening. But I really believe my podcast today is the most important podcast that I've ever done. And maybe the most important I'm ever going to do. And I think you're going to understand why. Obviously, our country right now is torn apart. Uh, What happened last week in our nation's capital, if you have any soul any decency, it had to turn your stomach. And, you know, I'm here to say, look, as far as President Donald Trump goes, there's no defense whatsoever. What happened last week, there is no defending it whatsoever. Now, I honestly don't think Trump's intentions were to incite a riot. Now, if you disagree, that's fine, but hear me out. 
I honestly don't think his intentions were to incite a riot. But whether or not he intended to do so, that's exactly what he did. And when he tried to calm things down, some of his wording and his choice of words only made things worse. You know, when you're telling the rioters, oh, come on, you know, let's be peaceful, go home, uh, we love you. We, we love you is not, the, that's not the time to be saying we love you. That's the time to say, hey, folks, this is not what it's about. You know, like sometimes you have to scold your kids. You love them, but you have to scold them. You got to tell them to flat out stop. In stern terms. Because you need to get your message across to everybody. The people who voted for you and also those who voted you out of office. You needed to get that message across, and President Trump didn't do that. Now, in fairness to President Trump, when he stood at the rally, which was a blunder in itself, but, you know, he also used the words, uh, go peacefully and patriotically. The media seemed to delete that from their reports, which, believe me, I got plenty to say on the media today. But I'm just, right now I'm just talking about Donald Trump. He, he basically he destroyed himself. There's, there's no defending what he did. No defending what he did. And going after Vice President Mike Pence was an absolute disgrace. I mean, ha- having to listen to the mob chanting, hang Pence, hang Pence, it sickened me. It absolutely, it turned my stomach. Absolutely sickened me. It was b- beyond terrible. And quite frankly, it was shameful. So again, there's no defense. As far as I'm concerned, there's no defense for what Trump did here. But what do we do now? I'll tell you what we need to do now. What we need to do now more than ever before is to narrow the divide in this country. Not widen it. Not widen it, folks. We need to narrow the divide in this country. But that's exactly what we're not doing now. What we're doing now is widening that divide. That's right. And unless things change in a hurry... And when I say in a hurry, I'm talking about pronto, immediately. If you think just because Donald Trump is gone, is going to be gone in, what, nine days? If you think it's all going to be kumbaya for the next four years, you're nuts. Because unless things change immediately, and I mean today, starting today, things are going to go from bad to worse. So like I said, on January 20th, so it's nine days, Joe Biden becomes president of the United States. So please explain to me what purpose does it serve 
to impeach Donald Trump or invoke the 25th Amendment, whatever the hell the Democrats are talking about now. Trump is done. You want to debate that? That's fine. I'm telling you, Donald Trump is done. He destroyed himself. He's not going to, he can talk all he wants. He's not going to run for office again. And if he does, he's going to lose. And in the private sector, I'm telling you, folks, he's toxic. He's permanently damaged. The family business is in trouble. The Trump brand is toxic. So why are the Democrats spending so much time now worried about getting him? It's because they missed getting him for the past four years. They tried, they busted their ass to get him, but they couldn't get him. You know, Russian collusion, etc. And, and today I'm reading, well, you know, uh, maybe we won't bother with impeachment. We'll wait the first hundred days of Joe Biden's time in office. And then we'll go after him. What the hell for? We spent four years dividing the country. Trump on one side with the Republicans, Dems on the other, and going back and forth. Russian collusion this, this guy said this, this guy's a bit. Back and forth. All it did was divide, divide, divide. We need to heal, we need to heal, we need to heal. So so tell me, Joe Biden becomes president. Yeah, let's go in 100 days. Let's continue to talk about Trump. You wanted Trump out of office. He's going to be out of office. January 20th, Biden becomes president. Why are you continuing just because you you want to get him you want you talk about Donald Trump having egos having an ego you don't think Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer have egos seriously you don't think they have egos you don't think they could be mean-spirited you know you listen to Pelosi you listen to Schumer, oh, you know, they want those thugs, those animals who stormed the Capitol. They want them caught and prosecuted to the fullest. And you know what, folks? I'm all for that. I am all for that. Get them all. Lock them all up. They're garbage. Storming the Capitol. Garbage. I'm sorry people had to lose their lives. But they shouldn't have been there. That that veteran with four tours in Afghanistan, Babbitt, terrible. To come to an end, how she came to an end, but she shouldn't have been there. She shouldn't have been climbing, trying to climb through a door window. But while the Schumers and the Pelosi's want action and want these criminals caught and prosecuted, where the hell were they during the riots and looting during the BLM protests during the summer? 
I didn't hear any of that. No, 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 no. I did not hear any of that. Not at all. Not from them. Not from an, a, a ton of people on the right, on the left side of the aisle. Where were they? When Captain, what was his name? Captain uh, David Dorn. He was a 77-year-old retired captain in St. Louis police. By the way, a black man who was shot and killed responding to looting. Shot and killed, I might add, also by a black man. Where was all the condemnation from the Democrats then? Tell me, where was it? Because I did not hear it. You know, as far as I'm concerned, you, should, you could take the looters and all those riotings during the summer and lock them up with all those who doing the uh, the rioting on the Capitol. Let them all beat each other's brains in. I, I could give a shit. But where was the condemnation then? Where was the condemnation from Pelosi and, and Schumer and, and Biden and Harris? When Portland, Oregon was taken over and Seattle, Washington, communities were taken over. Where was the condemnation then? And where the hell was the media? Where was the outrage in the media? I mean, we had communities being taken over. You know where the media was? Like a church mouse. They were quiet, like slithering snakes in the grass. No screaming for arrests. No screaming for prosecution. None of that while police were being attacked with bricks and bottles. And Molotov cocktails. All right? And that's going to bring me to the media. You know, I have been watching a lot of the media. In particular, NBC. Lester Holt, in particular, on the nightly news on Channel 4 here in New York. Every graphic... Every, every graphic that you see on NBC when talking about the Capitol and what happened there, every graphic and every word out of Lester's mouth was saying rioters and rioting, rioters and rioting, rioting. And I know this, folks, this is a fact I know to be a rock-solid fact. During the rioting and looting during the summer of the BLM protests and we all saw, you all saw the ugliness, there was a mandate that was sent out by the NBC legal department. That's right. That the term rioting and looting should not be used in writing and reporting stories. So here's a question that I have. How exactly do you report on looting and rioting without calling it looting and rioting? See, that was the question that I had when I heard about that. 
when I heard what was going on. But now I'm watching, I've been watching Lester Holt and I see, I hear him and I've always liked Lester, but I hear him with passion about the rioting and rioters. And I see one graphic, rioting and rioters. Huh? This is the media. And if you've been a listener to me, I've taken him to task time and time again. It, it, it's not even just in politics, in sports. It, people have agendas. It's okay to have an opinion. I'm here giving my opinions. You people have your opinions. It's okay to have an opinion. But when you're delivering the news and reporting on stories, you have to report what is. Just as I said, to me, there's no defending. It's Donald Trump. You know, he shot himself. I don't don't even like to use that term to give some stupid Yahoo an idea. But he destroyed himself. But when he was at the rally, he also used the terms peacefully and patriotically. You don't see that in any of the reports. Now, don't misread and don't say, hey, is Russ defending Trump? Not none whatsoever. He, there is no defense, nor, quite frankly, does he deserve a defense. You know, to me, what he did was paramount, uh, the same thing as uh, um, hollering fire in a movie theater. You just don't do that. He, he did not intend to incite, but incite is what he did. But... How, you know, I'm, I'm giving you an example of how the media reports. Because the media, the left, the democratic media, the liberal media has been out to get him. And now they're, they're aroused, okay? Oh, baby, we got him by the you-know-what now. We got him by the short and curlies now. And we're going to get him. But that's not how you report. You call yourself journalists? I mean, it, it's clear to me that NBC, and I've been saying this for a long time, watching their shows. Chuck Todd is another one. I'll get to him in a second. I mean, they clearly deliver the news with an agenda. Now, here's... Here's Mr. Chuck Todd, who hosts NBC's Meet the Press every Sunday. I quote, okay, folks, I am quoting Chuck Todd. The phony don't blame us narrative is just one of many being given oxygen by a news environment that allows audiences to live in their own alternative reality, comfort zones. And this is not happening On the dark web, no, it is in plain sight on channels you and your family interact with every day and somehow claim to be fair, end quote. You know, Donald, uh, when he talks, when Chuck Todd talks about this stuff, you know, I, I wonder if he has trouble walking. Because his balls are so big, he must trip over them every time he takes a step. I mean, it's this guy 
is the biggest hypocrite going. He's got the nut, the nerve. Yeah, the nuts, the balls. To, he's challenging the media the way the media delivers one-sided stories. He was attacking the right side. He was showing uh, Sarah Palin and, and no, Laura Ingram. Uh, really? How about looking in the mirror? Looking in the mirror every Sunday morning. Yeah, Chucky baby, every Sunday morning. You are one of, Chuck Todd is one of the biggest frauds I have ever seen in the business. I mean that. This guy is a pompous ass, a fraud reporter. It's disgraceful. He's got the nerve to talk about other people. Listen, I'm not going to dispute that the right side has their own agenda. I'm not giving them a pass. No, 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 no. So don't, don't think I am. Not for one second. But Chuck Todd, I mean, that's the pot calling a kettle black. Are you kidding me? This guy's got a non-stop agenda. And, you know, he spent four years trying to piss on Trump, get after Trump. So now it's easy. Let me go. But you know what, Chuck? That's not how you do it. You report the truth. Now, here's another. This one really knocked me out also. Here's another example of Todd's... uh, what do you call it? Todd's hypocrisy. And again, I quote from yesterday's Meet the Press. The amount of anti-Semites and racists that were frankly, I guess, were mainstreamed by Donald Trump over the last few years has rattled a lot of people's concerns about whether this democracy is going to hold up. Really, Chuck? Really, Chucky baby? I'll tell you about concerns people have, Chuck. People in this country have had a lot of concerns about the anti-Semitism spewed from the squad. That's right, the squad in the House of Representatives. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, her cronies Elon Omar, Ayanna Presley, and Talita Rashid. One's from Minnesota, one's from Mass, one's from uh, Michigan. A lot of people in this country, a lot of people in this country, and trust me, on, on the left side of the aisle as well as the right side of the aisle, were and still are pissed off that none of those people were ever taken to task. See, you, you, you people, you want the Republicans, the right side to take Trump to task, but nobody ever took those people to task. In fact, during the, the if you remember the Democratic presidential, uh, the primaries and the debates, not once, not once, not a single moment in time, not once did a moderator pose the question 
to any one of the people on the stage asking them about what is going on with the anti-Semitism spewed from members of your party. Not once. And, and Chuck Todd is talking about... I mean, I didn't say it. Chuck Todd said it. He used the term anti-Semites being mainstreamed by Donald Trump. After what he's done for Israel, his daughter converted to Judaism because she's married to an Orthodox Jew. Donald Trump mainstreaming anti-Semites? Really? Folks, it boggles the mind. Now, this is a member of the media, and he's not just, he's not some half-assed, you know, you know, cub reporter. He's got a platform for an hour alone. Forget during the week. I'm just talking about Sundays. And quite frankly, I stopped watching, but because this week was so important, I had to watch yesterday. And honest to God, I was dumbfounded. You know, all the other people that I watched, I had no problem. He, he talks to his panels and they all do it by Zoom. And no, listen, <laughs> I totally understand piling on Donald Trump. Totally understand it. But really, It's your show, Chuck Todd. You're coming out with shit like this that is hypocritical and wrong. Hypocritical and wrong. But you have your agenda, just like I said. The holier-than-thou media, as I said in the open, who the holier-than-thou media who call themselves proud journalists, they report not the story the way it should be reported with all the facts. They report how it will fit their own agenda. I mean, I remember because, and you're talking to somebody who was born and raised a lifelong Democrat. I was watching the debates and it turned my stomach that nobody, I was waiting for these people to be taken to task. And, and and let me tell you something, folks. If you don't believe that the squad has pushed people out away from the Democratic Party because of their anti-Semitic beliefs, then you don't know what you're listening to or paying attention to. But he's talking about Donald. I mean, it's a joke. And again, folks, the reason I'm saying this, I said at the top of the show, it's probably my most important thing, uh, podcast, because this country needs to heal. It's in bad shape. It, it, it's in bad shape. For those of you who wanted Trump out, you got him out. You got your wish. It is time to move on. Not continue to have it fester because you people, you have, I got to get this guy. You keep trying to get this guy. You keep pushing all this impeachment shit. And you know what? 
the, the, the divide will never narrow. It will only widen. Is that what you want? Is that what we're going to have for the next four years? You know, I, I laughed. Kamala Harris stood on the podium next to Joe Biden during the, de- the debates, the presidential debates. Basically, not basically, called him a racist and acknowledged, yeah, I believe the women acknowledge that he should be, you know, he's guilty of sexual abuse. And then he picks her to be president and I'm proud to be his vice president. Kumbaya. Folks, I'm not making it up. I'm reporting the facts. Maybe you think the public has a short memory. Well, I'm a member of the public and I don't. But again, Donald Trump is going to be the president. Kamala Harris is going to be the vice president. And that means they're my president. They're they're the president and vice president of my country, the United States. My country, who I believe is the greatest country in the world. So I have to stand behind them. I got to give them a chance to turn this thing around, to narrow significantly narrow the huge divide in this country. But you better start doing it real fast. And, and you know, while we're talking about President Biden, President-elect Biden, who becomes the president on January 20th, Joe Biden pissed me off too. As stupid as what Donald Trump did last Wednesday, and and I I'm not I'm not going to remotely say that this is equal to that, but Joe Biden is the president elect. He's going to be the president on January twentieth. Joe Biden comes out after that happens to say nobody could tell me that if it was a group of Black Lives Matter protesters yesterday, they wouldn't have been treated very differently than the thugs that stormed the Capitol. Well, you know what, Joe? You don't know that. And what you did in the middle of a country, being in the middle of a powder keg of dynamite and nitroglycerin ready to explode, you're throwing the race tag race card right in the middle of everything. I thought that was irresponsible. I thought that was playing to his mob. To the people he did not criticize during the protests. I thought that was a mistake. A big mistake. Because at this, just when the country, just when the country it is just like it was imploding last Wednesday. You're gonna let's let me throw an, another match, some kerosene onto the fire. Whether you believe it or not, 
That was not the time to say that. But he was playing to his crowd. He's playing to a lot of his voters and supporters. And that also brings me to the NBA, members of the National Basketball Association. The NBA was all upset and they were thinking of not playing that night or maybe canceling games and guys were going to protest. What were you protesting about, guys? What were you protesting about? Did you, Why? They weren't treated the same as blacks would have been treated? So let's talk about maybes. Would you like people to be gunned down? Because some were. Is that what you wanted? I hear Draymond Green from the uh, Golden State Warriors. Draymond Green used a term. They're not fucking protesters. They're fucking terrorists. I quote, that's Draymond Green. Well, you know what, Draymond? What the fuck would you call all those people who looted and rioted and the people who killed that Captain Dorn in St. Louis? What the fuck? Using your own term, what would you call them? You know, this, these NBA players with their social conscience. They forget, forget along with LeBron James, uh, what was it, last year? Daryl Morey, who was the Houston Rockets general manager, who said, fight for freedom, stand with Taiwan, stand with Hong Kong. They didn't seem to care about the social injustices and freedoms being taken away from people in China because you know what? That affected their pockets. That affected the cap in the NBA, the billions of dollars over in China. Locally, yet with the Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie Irving hasn't played in three days. They say for personal reasons. Now, we don't know because nobody has been told what the personal reasons are. But a superstar disappears for three days and the coach says, well, well, he'll talk about it when he comes back. So there's a lot of speculation. Nobody knows for sure if it's about this or not. Folks, we need to heal. The divide, as I said, needs to be narrowed greatly narrowed. It's got to stop. It has to stop. And it has to stop immediately. And as I said, you know, Joe Biden is going to be my president and Kamala Harris is going to be my president, my vice president. They are the leaders of my country. I got to give them a chance. You people have to give them a chance. We got to give them chances, quite frankly, chances that from the very beginning, <laughs> Trump wasn't given that chance, but he's gone. He's out. Nine, day, nine days, as I say, always to end the shows. Bye-bye, so long, farewell. He's gone. You can say good riddance, done. Finito, over and out. We got a new beginning. We got to move forward. 
and we gotta we 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 gotta feel good about it. And you know, Joe Biden, you're not just the president of the people who voted for you. You're also the president of the 75 million people who didn't vote for you, who voted for Donald Trump. And whether they like you or not, just as I would say, as I said several times about Donald Trump, Joe Biden, you need to be the bigger person now. You need to be the man. You are the leader of the country. Quite frankly, you are the leader of the free world. Or you're going to be in 10 days and 9 days. So you're not just the president of the Democratic Party. You're the president of the United States of America. Yeah. The president of the United States of America. That encompasses a lot of people. A great many people. This country is not going to heal by by itself. So, you know, this impeachment shit, all that's going to do is make this country... We are an open wound right now. Do we want the wound to heal or do we want it to fester? If you want it to fester, carry on with this impeachment nonsense. But my suggestion, my suggestion to all people involved, in particular you, Mr. President Joe Biden, President-elect, soon-to-be President Joe Biden, you be the leader. You be the guy that say, let's stop the bullshit, let's stop the, the angst and animosity. No, we don't want this wound to fester. We want it to close. We, w- we want this country to get better. Ball's now in your court, President-elect Joe Biden. Ball is now in your court. And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do it on Twitter, at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can uh, also always check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Now I'd like to thank my new home here at Believe.com, the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, as always, I want to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying bye-bye, so long, farewell, and let's narrow that divide. Have a great week. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. When your space has the long-lasting, noticeable scent of Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist, you'll want to invite everyone over. From book club to reality TV watch parties, even the in-laws. It smells. 
Amazing. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is infused with two times more essential oil versus regular Airwick Essential Mist for our most authentic, nature-inspired fragrance experience. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is perfectly portable and effortlessly easy, the way fragrance should be. Now that's a breath of fresh Airwick.